Hi, kids. Do you like violence? <laughs> want to see Mystic Nine Inch Nails do each one of my eyelids? Uh-huh. Want to copy me and do exactly like I did? Try sin and get fucked up worse than my life is? Venom! 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 <laughs> I'm wearing down denims. I love denim. We're just going to start the show. Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. Venom! And I'm Jordan, what's up? And I'm Eminem. (laughs) I'm Marshall Ann Mathers, attorney at law. (laughs) (laughs) Now is the most enviable time to be Eminem. You might want to (laughs) put that on ice for a while. Wait, is Eminem canceled or something? Did he do something bad? He's not canceled. He's just modern Eminem. You know what I mean? I know. You know, it's funny. Like, I... I think I can empathize with modern Im- like yeah you've fallen from grace I just like never give up on anybody is kind of my thing I just like once I become a fan I can never not become a stan I can I cannot I can never unstand you know what <laughs> I mean You're like boys to men you're you're fan to stan I'm a fan I'm a fan Tano <laughs> no <regard>. yo <laughs> internet's busiest busiest sad boy i'm the internet's busiest boy what if we just took it what if we just said that every episode you know it's not a bad idea yeah he, he could just take his huge platform and murder us both that'd be neat today we are going topicless because we just want to chat and be boys <laughs> you say going topicless? It, we're going topless <laughs> I love that. We might do the show more like this in the future mm. because I think it's more fun. And I also want to have cool titles for the show that are just like based on jokes that it's we talk about. It's a classic flow. It's old And we'll school. always talk about particular topics via questions that we take from our community and stuff like that. So, and we will have topic episodes if there's something on our mind, but it's just more about like how we frame the show. We're mm. experimenting. But maybe we'll take questions from you and then imagine that I was pointing at you. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that you were pointing. We are recording this on twitch.tv slash Pod as we are now doing. It's kind of the thing. I think it's here to stay. I think so, yeah. And if you and don't like it. a couple apps, a couple apps a week streaming. We're thinking about it. We're planning it. Yeah. We don't know, we don't plan, know how yeah. or if. Yeah, the plan is two a week. We'll see. Uh, we've got a few in the can right now. We're getting those edits done. Mm, those are the bad ones. We're making some plans for some YouTube situations. We're honestly, we're becoming men. We're becoming the sad men. We were boys. Not to be confused <laughs> with mad men. We're not mad men. We're sad men. I would not. I don't think either of us would would thrive in the old school madman environment <laughs> where you have to well, be partially uh, because we aggressive. are black <laughs> and in the times were different. Not if we work together. Not if we work together. That's Not true. Not if we fusion ha. Jun ha. Lame. Venom, I'm going to turn off my air because not only is it creating feedback sound, it's, uh, <laughs> it's making, making me cold. Jokes. It's making us make the same jokes. Be our bizzle. All right. Now it's time for just me in the audience. Okay. Let's get some stuff off our chest about Jarvis. Actually, shit. Well, I have the time I need to look up who Jarvis is because I this is All right, so it's before crazy we... how many episodes we've done when I haven't looked him up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Formerly the Sympathy V <laughs> is an American YouTube. This doesn't make any sense. Software engineer at Yelp. No, I, is that a website? What the fuck? Are... What do you, what are you, what are you looking at? Are, oh, you, on my link? are you on my LinkedIn brother? right now? Did you <laughs> no see, way, uh, did you see the email that I got? I tweeted, <laughs> someone sent me an email saying that I had a really impressive LinkedIn profile. They're hiring for engineering careers at unnamed, very large uh, software company that has had an issue with uh, swaying elections. Let's say, um, <laughs> I reached out who with knows? a cold. Who who can be sure? Reached out with a, uh, a a sourcing like recruiting email. 
that says, uh, ask me if I was enjoying my job as video boy at the online <laughs> and if That's I was great. considering other careers. Because I, I remember that I changed my LinkedIn like when I started doing YouTube full time and left Patreon. And my LinkedIn says, hey, I'm not seeking like jobs right now. I'm kind of doing a thing. I'm kind of living out my dreams over here. Don't mind me. I was actually looking at your LinkedIn maybe 15, 20 minutes ago because I was trying to see if I could find some cool facts about you on Wikipedia and like cross-reference them. But they're all bang on. You are six foot nine because True. you thought that was a cool number. You celebrate every 420 every single day, but you don't do it with weed and we're not allowed to say what it is. Yeah, I can. And you... I blaze actually, it, but not what you're thinking. <laughs> I blaze I it, blaze. If you know what I mean. Did you ever have like a stoner moment? Did you ever get close? No. No, never ever. I it's just not my it's 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 weird. I my brain just doesn't do it. Do the stoner thing. It like just doesn't even if I smoke weed it doesn't like happen for me in the way. It's like I just laugh at more stuff. Yeah. But it's also not fun. For no, me. not particularly, yeah. Yeah, and that's I weird. That's, I believe it's an ADHD thing. I struggle with the I same think it thing. could be an ADHD thing, yeah. As is the boost in paranoia. You know, I never really had a paranoia boost though i did get the last time i got really high was uh when donald trump got elected um celebration yeah <laughs> it was just like <laughs> fucking i was like let finally me, representation for me representation matters everybody um <laughs> and yeah it was not a fun time so maybe there's just an association there <laughs> no i'm with you i genuinely i was a very optimistic smoker for i don't know like all of 2017 I smoked maybe five days a week, every day when I got home. And yeah. I had fun twice. Yeah. <laughs> in the course of a year. I, for a while, was doing like CBD gummies before yeah. bed to like help me sleep. And I'm not anti that. Uh, it felt, I think it was having an effect. The problem is it's like really hard to <laughs> to pick these things up. It's like, is it doing something? Is this placebo? Whatever. But We I, can do a deep dive on that when we get Pete Holmes on the show. Right. Well, the problem with me and, and why I don't have an addictive personality to any particular substance is because I was actually gifted a bunch of CBD gummies from a friend of mine who worked at a company who does that thing. He sent me a bunch of bottles of these gummies. And as soon as I ran out of them, I never sought getting them again. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, so yeah. like while I had them, I was like using them routinely. And then when I ran out, there was something in me that was like, I don't need this any like I or no, it was less I don't need this and more I had no interest in going and getting it. Similar to like alcohol, like if alcohol is in my apartment, I'll consume it. And when I run out, I like can forget that alcohol exists for like months at a time. You know what yeah. I mean? I will, are you in the same boat as me is that if alcohol is in my house, I will burn through it slowly, but every day because it's I, I'm just curious. I do get through it for sure. You blaze it, you say? I mm, can't say what I blaze. Sorry. <laughs> I'd like some speculation over email, please. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is Direct he? What DM is he blazing? Jarvis. Someone's uh, on the subreddit. Like, uh, we don't have a subreddit, but we have a Discord. <laughs> for this. <laughs> they make uh, one for this. They make one specifically for this theory. Okay, now some mystery will. of sorts. So, a couple of things I want to get to before the pod. We were talking about. Um, the life and career of Eminem um, and, and also hip hop. And you were talking about some some rap beefs. We were talking about, uh, you know, the Eminem versus uh, Machine Gun Kelly beef. And then you were talking about a beef between some rap YouTubers or something. Yeah, I was talking about 
Tom McDonald, who is a rapper a predominantly known. Yes, <laughs> Tom McDonald had a farm, says slightly racial related e- stuff. E I E I A. E I E O, okay. E I E I O, no. So, I E, he would create, he creates a lot of tracks. He got like a big hit out of a track he made called White Boy that was all about his struggles as a white boy. That's literally the hook. Dude, that's tough, actually. Which, you know, finally, am I right? I know. It's like, just get your voice out there, people. It makes me want to smoke weed to celebrate again. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) If you want or don't, it's up to you. (laughs) Uh, It's funny that people don't listen to the radio edit where that's included. (laughs) Smoke weed every day if it helps improve your quality of life. Weirdly censored out. I don't know why they did that. That It seems like that would have been a helpful (laughs) message. Ah, Nancy <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a swear word. <laughs> ah, Nancy Reagan. Ah, it's like uh, Kelly Clarkson from 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> ah, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> uh, there is a number of tracks that he's made based on saying just sort of post-Trump era, this will spice up the libs, absolutely epically owning the libs through tracks about like uh, soy boys, etc. And then Mac Lethal came out the woodwork and put out something about I'm so sick of artists doing X and Y basically alluding to the same thing seemed yeah. as though he was subtweeting him supposedly he actually had no idea who he was which I don't think is impossible it's not like uh, Tom McDonald EAEAO was the only person doing it right they got into kind of a back and forth beef but it was like such a dad beef that it really didn't have a lot of flame to it then Tom McDonald released genuinely a pretty well produced diss track especially in the video the video is very high quality then Mac replied to it with like a kind of mixed and definitely not as current, like the instrumental and the presentation wasn't as strong. But A, he does it in one take live, and his flow is much stronger, and the things he brings up, when it's good things, are the best things by far. He he snipes some really specific stuff. He, like, found out that he's been lying about his height for a really long time. And he's, like, Mac Lethal has foot. been? Uh, no, Mac Lethal is very comfortably a, a tiny Midwest dad, but Tom McDonald has been lying, saying he was, like, 6'3 on his album cover and stuff, and he's actually, like, 5'6". That's funny. Which, as we both He's actually 3'6". He just got it. He just got it in reverse. <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah, 3'6", the sex number. Wait, isn't it 3'6", um, is Takashi? <laughs> Takashi three six three six nine <laughs> damn so Takashi three hundred sixty nine. I've been watching. Okay, so we've been talking about hip hop a fair amount, and I have to say I've become obsessed with the new YouTube channel to the oh, extent yeah. to the extent where I have gone as far as to reach out to the creator of the channel to try and befriend him, and I also think it would be cool to get him on the show if we can at some point because that, that's how much of a stan I am at this point. <laughs> uh, but it's this guy Traplor. Ross. I think he's just like a dude. He's like my age, uh, a British boy. I think he lives in London. He's like got an encyclopedic knowledge of hip hop culture and stuff. Clearly a lifelong fan to the point where he's like making all these like he'll like make jokes about like neighborhoods in LA and stuff where it's like clearly he's absorbed the culture to the point of he can make references to shit where I'm like you didn't grow up with like (laughs) you didn't like you had to seek this information out. Yeah, this is like semi pro. Yeah, his content, it's all of his videos are better than mine, but that's easy. No, that's not unsurprising. And th- it's my all, videos he, are better than yours. I've never made one. It's true. Yeah. He puts out so much content that's so high quality that I'm just impressed. And he's very funny. Also, he's funnier than I am. And just like, <laughs> it's uh, basically, I just want to be everything that he is. Mm. Um, and he made, he's made like, I don't know, three hours of 
video essay on six nine. Yeah, to the point where I actually watched about half of that. I was very compelled. It, okay, it's a good. He's a good creator, right? Like his mm-hmm. videos are very well put together. Like the six nine. Like I, I just like from the beginnings of this guy's career to the trial. I'm like finding myself empathizing with this man and being like, huh, yeah, interesting. Like what a complex character study. Maybe I should take over the blood. And that's kind of fun. Like I think it's cool that. You know, we have these like, you know, six nine is like a snitch or whatever. Like that's the narrative. But then it's cool to like kind of see all this stuff put together and 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 have a greater appreciation and understanding for like, I don't know, an important figure in in hip hop at the moment. Wait, do you want to shout out the channel? What's the channel called? So shout outs again to Traplore Ross. Uh just search up Traplore Ross on YouTube. Great he's a great creator. How was your week? I, I, I was okay. It was fine. Pretty, yeah. pretty mediocre. I'm in a bad cycle. We talked about it before. I am sure. trying to get out of a place in my life where everything I talk about is just mental health bad. But dude, it's... Uh, what I need is a podcast to express it. I don't know. It's, it's been a pretty bad cycle, pretty unhealthy back and forth for a while now. Big part of it is that my sleep schedule, which I had under control for a number of years, despite generally being bad, I have like a great medication that really helps me with it. I've just completely fucked over by by staying up basically till four every day just so I can talk to people. Like it's the only time yeah. my friends are awake and not working. So it's I feel it's that. become like a dangerous cycle where I'm sacrificing one of two needs. Like Maslow's hierarchy is there, yeah. man, and I, I do need to spend time yeah. with people. And I I do need to not get up at like three PM every day. But today especially I'm I'm past it now for whatever reason. I think that's just how it works. The your brain cocks like a shotgun fills up your your dopamine and serotonin over time but i today was the worst day in a really long time i was literally just like screaming into a pillow i did i punched a file cabinet really hard uh not to Careful. not to flex yeah, but, but um, i feel you i did before i hit it and my hand hurts but yeah I, I thought about whether or not i wanted to talk about it on the show and i for whatever reason once we start doing the show it it does the exact opposite of what i thought it would do which is like not doesn't climb me up it makes me go like oh let's get silly let's really it's really open up. Let's get a little, yeah. little funky. So, I think that's important. I, I, I think it's like cool that the show like feeds us. Uh, we've talked about that before, and also I share the same sentiment. Like, I, I want the show to be a place where we can talk about our feelings whenever we want, but also I want to get goofy because I like to have fun and I like to just do you know random shit on the internet, and it doesn't always have to be that serious. Which but, I don't think is like a huge deviation from the way we communicate. That's what's weird, yeah. right? We don't really switch it on for the show. Usually, I've called you quite a few times recently, just in need of like desperate need of like, oh fuck, man, I don't know what I I am crashing so hard, and yeah. we joke every time. Like I don't we don't I don't call you yeah. up, and it's just it's just stinky sad times. Like there's always a bit of a meme. A hundred percent. You're always crashing HBO show by Pete Holmes. Yes. And just like him, I am canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, his show. Sorry. Just like his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Pete Holmes. Nor is his subscription Um, to DB Gummies or whatever. Or HBO Max. (laughs) (laughs) He's still still subscribed. But yeah, I I want the show to be a reflection of that. Like, I think that what I was going to say to you is that like these things come in cycles and it's okay if like right now you're going through a thing because you know, this too shall pass type shit, you know, like, I think that I always want to support you where you're at, meet you where you're at and know that you know what you need to do. And you're going to move past that in, in, in your due time. And if you need help from me in any way, other than like the support I'm already giving, then you know that I'm always game to, to help out. Jarvis, how are you? What's your week been like? Week? Week has been good. Week has been good. You know, I often judge 
my weeks by how productive I was, which mm. is a toxic behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I want to judge my week by is like how genuinely excited I am about the show. Jordan like kicked off some new like art and branding for us. And then I've been running with that and playing around with it and putting it on our different socials. And so that's been cool. It's like, we've also got a new Instagram page, instagram.com slash pod. I'm, I'm trying to get the plug on all the social media websites to hook us up with, uh, with slash sad boys with a Z. We'll see if we can get that. If not, no big deal. But like, we're trying, we're basically like, uh, we had Jordan and I had some meetings this week. We're making moves with the pod. We're really excited to like share all of that stuff with you all. And yeah, it's a brand new frontier and I'm pretty excited about it because it kind of makes me feel like, when I was early on with YouTube and like really hungry to figure out like how to, how to get everything, get everything popping. And, and I've also been really excited with YouTube stuff again recently. Like I wrote this like giant script about the king of Instagram, Dan Bilzerian, mm -hmm. this like rich guy who um, his entire brand is that he's rich and he thinks he's Hugh Hefner and he always has like models and bikinis and it's surrounding all him legitimate every, and, and reliable every of course. moment. Yeah, it's all legit, all above board. Um, it came out that his like company that does uh, marijuana question mark, it, but also everything else. They sell literally everything you could possibly sell. They lost fifty million dollars in one year, and, um, and like a real out, fucking mogul, dude. Like a real badass, like bro. Yeah, it it came out in this lawsuit that the um the company paid for like all of this dude's personal expenses and that's like contributing to the loss it kind of feels like this man's business and kind of mask is slipping when it comes to this like persona mm. and so it's uh it's interesting the dude is a straight up maniac like the worst thing he did was like during the 2017 las vegas shooting he was like there and had his friend filming him from behind what, running around like it's fucking Gears of War, oh like a third person perspective. Man. And then asking, he like asked a cop for a gun. And there's this clip that I could not put in my video because I, 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 I wanted the video to say pretty lighthearted. There's a clip where he's like asking an officer for a gun and the officer is like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and he's like, I'm an, he's like, give me a gun. I'm like a superhero. Um, <laughs> have you, seen my have you been on Mail Soul on Instagram? Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty prevalent. Have you not seen a, a motivational meme? <laughs> Do you only look at the on ones it? with Jared Leto's Joker or some shit? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm a cop. And he's like, I I don't know you. Don't it's like, doesn't you. matter. If you, and then, and then he's like, "Here's my creds." And he's like, "It. I don't. Who are you?" There's an active shooter situation happening. I am trying to like do my job, and you're distracting me. That's basically the vibe he's giving what, off. What, what, and he's what, what also creds. Look, I have. Would a cop not have this many followers? Great, great question. So his creds, which he legitimately like showed to a real police officer and asking him for his weapon, is. Uh, are a really high KD on Call of Duty. <laughs> he bought police credentials from this like reserve police force in New Mexico for four hundred dollars. <laughs> the uh, the actual police force that he has credentials from does not have any um, police in it. It's like a reserve police force, and so it's like like he, like a volunteer firefighter. Kind of like it seems like the the guy, the police chief in this town, is like sketchy, and he'll like give credentials to celebrities and people for like 400 bucks 
And so this man is like not really a police officer and he's like trying to pass off his like weird ass New Mexico credentials as like why this officer should give him a gun. Cause the dude has a hero complex. Like I've never seen oh, yeah. like, it's like who else would film himself trying to be, look, look like a hero in, and also in Las who else would present himself as like jacked Hugh Hefner in the modern age and not see that that's dude. like comically dumb. Dude, it's crazy because it's so uh, lame. That's the thing. Like, it's so easy to like critique him for being like overly bravado or losing his money, yeah. and all, like all the very legitimate stuff that that we've talked about or we're talking about. But like, the third factor is just like, dude, lame. <laughs> like, the, like not uh, cool. Not cool to be cr- that way. He like likes to pretend that he doesn't give a shit about anything because that's that like broy like I mean, bro like don't even give a shit. That's cool. But. He clearly gives a giant shit. Uh, <laughs> but dude, the hero complex thing, I like don't know if I can show this video in my video, but his Instagram story from the Las Vegas shooting starts off with him like saying some really like crazy shit about like the carnage that he just saw, like because someone mm. was shot near him. And it's like, this is very insensitive, first of all. And then like two hours, and he's like, we're, we're going to try and find a gun. And, and then he's like, like doing the thing and then two hours go by of which like we've seen what fills in that time from this other third person video and then the last thing he posts in his story is like all right i'm gonna head home looks like there's nothing more we can do and it's like no shit man you're just like a random dude but the quotes the quotes from this man he's like i just wanted to get in there and like kill the guy or whatever it's like he's like got this weird obsession with like justice and like like he has a quote where he um said that his biggest fear is that someone would break into his home and he wouldn't know which gun to shoot them with cool it's like dude. a joke oh it's whoa, like, cool it's like, dude it's such a joke it's it's like to- toxic masculinity embodied it's, again it's so dumb right because it's just the dude that has a knife thing like the guy with a knife at the party or a guy that like does Muay Thai and like at the first provocation will like fucking throw up his dukes and just start moving around. It's like, hey girls, did you see um did anybody see this thing that I've been investigating? Actually was was like paying off and was actually super sick. It's like I actually don't even know what gun to shoot him with. Uh yeah. I actually have like a lot it's- of training experience with the US Army. Not so much the army, but like my dad's friend that saw the army once. Just like his lame yeah. his interviews like he was on larry king which is pretty absurd but there's this other recently? interview where people are just With his like uh, uh his a couple show? years ago well recently what's funny is that cnbc put out this uh house tour of a 65 million dollar mansion and they're like dan bilzerian instagram heartthrob hugh hefner modern whatever um has owns this 65 million dollar home or whatever and then you it comes out that actually no his company rents it for two hundred thousand dollars a month uh, he does not own it. And when he left, his neighbors celebrated. Um, <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah. And then, and he did leave because like it's Corona times. And then his, the president of his company was like, hey, um, maybe we don't need a $200,000 super mansion during a pandemic. And his response was that he needs it because he wants to host pool parties in the summer. Oh, shit. So Wait, did they have a, yeah. did they have a response to that? Because that actually is about right. I mean, yeah, it, the the response was uh, he did leave the place. So. Okay, right. <laughs> Cowardice was the way to go. But yeah, in one of his interviews, everyone like softballs him questions. Like they've got a hard on for like this 
Like he's living life. His episode of Joe Rogan is absolutely well, insane. Yeah, fucking surprise, right? Yeah, this, yeah. This this dude is a living kettlebell shaped like a an ape. Like that's, yeah. that's literally Joe Rogan's fetish. But Joe Rogan doesn't let him get off with like, and I don't talk about this in the video because I wanted to limit <laughs> Joe Rogan clips. But before the Joe Rogan thing, I wanted to say that like all the interviews are like tossing him up these softballs because they're clearly like enamored with his persona. And they're like, is it true that you had sex nine times in one day? And it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, is this the bachelor? Like, I know, right? And then he's like, "Is it in a windmill?" I know exactly four times. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, uh, and he tell his like face lights up, and he's like, "You know, I didn't even want to have sex the ninth time, but it, it, when a, a hot right, girl yeah. wants to sleep with you, you don't say no." And I'm like, "Maybe you do say no." This is some middle school shit. This is some right? early high school shit. I actually wouldn't even know which move to use on them. I actually have yeah. too many holds with My which to take down. My biggest fear actually is that like uh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of hot women and I don't know who to have sex with. Yeah, I'm actually my my only issue. The doctor said that I'm actually my my heart beats too fast because I'm actually too epic. Yeah, I'm actually the most epic wind bacon person ever. So Joe Rogan, to his credit, doesn't let him get off with like non-answers to questions. So he will like repeatedly ask him like, wait, so how do you have your money again? And he's like, poker, because he earned $50 million playing poker in one year, which is more than any professional poker player has won in their lifetime career. No one's ever won that much money playing poker, but he did do it. He must be really good. Yeah. So he's not. uh, The (laughs) poker community has like analyzed his stuff and gone, he's actually not good at the game. (laughs) And then he's like, no, but I'm just playing with these like high rollers or whatever. And it's like, well, how did you get there? And then it comes out that, uh, well, not it comes out, but it's like he's the son of this um, corporate takeover specialist. Um, who who <laughs> that fucking rules how do i get yeah. into a position like that yeah we're that's basically when you know would, all of the kicks yeah where he would essentially take over companies and like sell them for parts and um he was like the sec sued him for like misdealings or something uh to the tune of like 62 million dollars and he like owed them this money and only ever paid like three million bucks of it. And so then there's this question of like, where's the money? And everyone thinks he's like sort of created like an onion of trusts in different <laughs> shell companies to like hide the money away. And uh, then he like left the US. So now he lives in like St. Kitts or whatever. And he renounced US citizenship. Meanwhile, his son like has $50 million out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, poker, I guess. And, every, and, and so like Dan Bilzerian keeps would being think like, of. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Fuck it. I actually found I found a gold mine. Yeah. It's like I yeah, no, I actually I found just a, found a rare a rare doubloon under the yeah. ground and that's <laughs> me and my friends who we went by the Goonies, we found a pirate's treasure chest. It's pretty absurd. Yeah, Joe Rogan like keeps asking him, Wait, how did you get your money? And then he's also like, I was almost a Navy SEAL and he's like, I completed Navy SEAL basic training three times and they kicked me out for like calling my superior a pussy being too strong uh, so it's like yeah. of course yeah of course it's basically like i was too strong and so i got kicked out i, I fired the gun too well at one point none of his stories make any sense at one point he says that he completed basic training of which he like completed half of the navy seal training like there's phase two and three and he completed a phase one that's the um, um the clout half that's yeah, based on yeah, how many that's the hard, that's the hard part. Yeah, it's the poker yeah. rounds. And he said that one of the times he did it, he completed it with two broken legs. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, 
what do you like do you i just don't understand Did he say how he you broke I mean? his legs or it was it was just coincidental i don't he know thought it was like, broken legs because i feel like you could have rescheduled like, are you saying that you like did physical trials with two broken legs and succeeded at this thing. I just like doesn't like that's not even a smart move in general. Even if you were weren't BSing, that's a dumb thing to do because it like would theoretically fuck up your body. Well that's the like that's the high school element of it, right? Because it's not it's not that like that rational. There's not enough thought put into it. But it's like yeah. uh, I actually smoked like so many cigarettes that I was like coughing up blood. And that's in the moment it's like, whoa, that's fuck that's so fucking epic. And then you take 15 minutes and think about it. You're like opening the fridge at night and you're like, he's gonna he's dying. I mean <laughs> that's crazy. Why would you do that? It's not cool. It's dumb. You screwed up. In his defense, he did have two consecutive heart attacks at age 25. Wait, consecutive? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think like due to all the cocaine he was doing or something, like he had two like heart attacks. And then Joe Rogan asked him like, wait, what's a heart attack exactly? And then like, he's like, you know, <laughs> I should I should know because I've had two of them, but I don't know. <laughs> and so it's just like, okay. I knew after um, the first and the second one knocked it out of me. Yeah, it's just it's just what a what a what a cool guy. But you're too scared to make a video about him, is that correct? I I made the video about what? him and t- my long-winded answer of like why my week is going well is because normally when I film and this is a long script, I wrote like 3600 words or something, which is probably probably like a hopefully a 25 minute mm, video but at not, the end of the day. I mean, but, we should say it wasn't in sentence form. It's just a couple a bunch of words you really like. Yeah. Oh, I I just yeah, I, I was just like red oh, balloon. Oh yeah. Um 15. Oh, fuck. I'm um, out. Uh, uh. Uh, name three words. Oh, yeah? You wrote some words? Name three. You like linguistics? Name a word. <laughs> name a single fucking word, <laughs> you dumb... Um, you dumb donkey. <laughs> I... Couldn't think of a word. <laughs> so, anyway, my week, my week was good because I filmed, like, for two hours, and I didn't, like feel exhausted at the end of it, which is a new thing for me. It's like, normally when I film, I'm like, I can only... If I'm doing one thing in the day, it's filming because it I just get super beat after it. But I didn't I didn't. And <laughs> I even did some editing afterward, which is kind of crazy. I've been thinking about doing an editing stream. That's a really well. cool idea. Like, I, I think it'd be interesting. Because I know how to get all the audio sort of set up. And I could but, get in there, give you some give you tips, but like not helpful at all. It's not like about editing. Yeah. I don't know. We we didn't know as much as one another. It would not be helpful. But I hop in there and I'm yeah. just like don't like it you know don't like what and it's like it's no good <laughs> just like post we that. should we should do some late night streams uh where i fuck up my sleep um for you that sounds great it'd be a fun time it's not a terrible idea i mean a late night stream would be to, to not fuck up my sleep again it would be like 4 a.m <laughs> for you extra extra come get your tent oh uh hello Hi there, it's me, Mr. Beast. Oh, hey, hey, Mr. Beast. Hey, this uh, is what I sound like. It's been a while since I saw one of my videos. You sound beastly, hey. if I do say so myself. I am just walking here. Um, I'm, I'm walking here. Very and, nice. You sound like me. And I, I can't help but notice you're, you're passing out flyers. What's, what's the situation here? Take I do love... I do love a flyer. Like whenever I see somebody passing something out on the street, is I'm that game. Is that one piece of paper? I can reuse that. For- 
Sorry, Wait, which, my voice changed for a second there. I thought you were the extra, extra read all about it guy, huh? and I was now. <laughs> I don't think that's important. Mr. Beast, I, I'm confused. Uh, it's hard to follow. I uh, did a, a New Yorkian accent for a week and whatever. <laughs> that's what my videos are like, right? Anyway, take a little closer look at the flyer, don't you? Oh, okay. Here we go. It says. Oh, it's a little wet. It's not raining. How did this? Don't see why that's relevant. Okay. Um, it says Jordan is the best boy, and he brings the best noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does a great impression of Mr. Beast that's completely accurate. Don't look that up. And also, Sad Boys Pod is now on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Sad Boys Pod. Yeah. And, and you can go follow them on there for more convincing real voices of me, Mr. Beast, from Vimeo. Um, interesting. Uh, I, you know, I'm kind of topped out on accounts I can follow right now. My feed's just so long, I can never finish it. So uh, I don't think it's... Check your phone again. I'm not following anyone. How did you do that? I'm Mr. Beast, and I'm famous for hacking or something. Jordan doesn't know my videos very well. Goodbye. Damn. Jump. What do I have this degree for? I can get hacked by Mr. Beast. <laughs> Where'd he go? Wait, was Mr. Beast just in here? People are saying you should do voice actor work, Jordan. Here's the proof. I think Mr. Beast should be doing the voice actor work. I haven't been here for a while. Oh, true, 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 true. Thanks, Jimmy, for the cameo. So, the Shane Dawson situation, I don't know if you guys are... It's kind of old news and kind of new news at the same time. So, Shane Dawson, for those who don't know, is a uh, YouTube juggernaut. He's been on the platform since I was a little boy, and he used to do like this weird shock jock form of comedy where he would just like say offensive things and that was the punchline question mark mm-hmm. like kind of like anthony jeselnik but not funny <laughs> sure yeah like and and it's gotten him into a lot of trouble now because the cancel culture um oh, don't even get me started Ugh. i know why do we have to live I in know. a time where people are accountable for their actions i know it's it's just that like before they weren't accountable so like i I thought I was home free, but now, unfortunately, that is not the I case. I liked doing what I wanted to. Yeah. And so Shane Dawson kind of went through this giant transformation where he made a bunch of clickbait, like often sexualized stuff about like Miley Cyrus and other celebrities back in like 2007, 2008 or whatever. And Let, then- Let's not forget, Miley Cyrus is how old now? I don't, yeah, I don't even want to, I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just like looked at some old titles of Shane Dawson videos. Ooh, n- she is not old enough for that to be okay. All right. Yeah, it's weird. But he was like doing this for shock value, I guess. And and he's had a, a lot of applause. Oh, so also, that's not even the thing. So like he's done blackface more times than you could count. Mm. He's done... Um, and it's mostly not been funny. All kinds of like like pedophilia jokes. Like And, and you know, I will say that they are attempts at jokes. I'm not saying that he's a pedophile. I'm not saying that... You know, he is racist even. I'm just saying that he has a track record of objectionable content that he made under the guise of comedy that ultimately doesn't land, even in context. And he's apologized uh, very, like, poorly. Um, And only when provocated. Never like a a straightforward, hey, yeah, you saw the blackface thing. Let me jump on that and also address these other things over here. It was always fine. My my dad told me I have to apologize. Yeah. So he has like gone on H3H3 and said that, you know, every two years I get canceled for some reason. 
Because <laughs> there's some fucking like, evidence or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's this weird thing where it boiled to a head recently because of the whole Tati Westbrook, James Charles, Jeffrey Star drama. Are the, you familiar with this? The, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with most of the anime saga. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I know so, the villains, but I know one of them joins the team or something. Yeah, it's... Essentially, like, Tati Westbrook came out against James Charles a while back. It blew up. James Charles lost 3 million subscribers and then got them all back when he released his video. It kind of was like, no, he, like, actually isn't a bad guy in that way. And then there were some recent allegations because Tati made a video that implied that, or no, I don't remember what happened that implied that Shane Dawson, so it was probably something related to his, uh, Jeffree Star stuff. Mm-hmm, sure. So anyway, she she claimed that Shane and Jeffree Star pressured her into making this video about uh about James well, Charles. I just said his name, James Charles. Jesus. Uh, James Charles. And Jesus. anyway, James Charles has like a big microscope on him now because of these claims, and then he makes this big statement about the beauty community and how he's like like how he's leaving it behind. He kind of shits on it, even though he's not really a part of a part of the makeup community, part of the beauty community. And I also thought um, just while it's on my mind, if people want a kind of like summary of that, you know, season one of this whole drama and they want it like articulated very well and kind of interestingly, check out Big Joel's video on it. Big Joel uh, video essay is like a great video summarizing it and then critiquing the pieces that need critiquing at a position where I'm like comfortable sharing yeah. this video. So the video I actually want to talk about is, uh, and while I'm giving this backstory, is a video by D'Angelo Wallace who is a a great creator. You know, funny story. Literally last night, D'Angelo Wallace DM'd me. We are not friends. We don't know each other. I followed him on Twitter and he like DM'd me an animated story. <laughs> it was like breast <laughs> is best. Um, no, but it, he like sent me an animated story and I haven't responded yet because I was like starstruck. I need to like, but anyway, like he put together this video that is like very well researched and kind of puts a bunch of things in, in context. And I think everyone should watch it because it will change your perspective on Shane Dawson most likely. But anyway, the drama was Shane Dawson came out and was talking about the beauty community, kind of shat on it, kind of said that, uh, famously said that James Charles needed a slice of humble pie the size of the Empire State Building. (laughs) And it's like, James Charles to this day is still very young, right? Like, uh, James Charles is 21. James Charles is 21. So we've got like these 30-year-old men like shitting on this 19-year-old boy. And he... With, with for the most part, unfounded claims. Yeah, unfounded. Um, and then people who were like upset by this, understandably, went out and started like finding receipts on Shane Dawson from this time. And Shane Dawson has done some pretty objectionable shit when he was way older than James Charles. So it's like people, no one loves a hypocrite. Uh, D'Angelo's video goes into this expertly and he has a great tone throughout it and it's done with respect. And that's like, I, I just like really, really liked this video. The stuff that Shane Dawson has done is insane. And like the main point that D'Angelo is making is that the main point that D'Angelo is making is that like Shane has apologized in the past, but he is he's not addressed the true stuff that he's been accused of. It's like, sure, I did blackface. Sure, I said the N-word. And it's like he did that way too much. It's like gross as hell. And there's like, what, mid-20s? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, but yeah, it's like it's not only the racist stuff. It's also like weird animal stuff he's done where he just like makes all these like 
like making out with dogs. Weird animal like, stuff he's done is such humping, a bad way to start any anecdote. Humping dogs, making oh, out with them. Oh, no, I and remember then talking this. About, talking about like how he wants to have sex with them. Didn't, and then stuff I don't even want to say on stream with his cat. Well, that's a thing that he came out and said he didn't do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it continues to get bad. There's also like podcast clips that he's said in the past were taken out of context. So D'Angelo's just like, okay, I'm going to play a full like six minute clip or a few minute clip where you can hear the entire context of this. And it's like his joke, his, his quote unquote, like the joke is coming from like, isn't it crazy that I'm saying these shocking things? I'm calling a baby attractive. I'm, I'm doing this thing to Willow Smith. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, that's his joke. Mm -hmm. And and it's just like, it doesn't work. And it's, I I just, it's probably because he's not a comedian. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's exactly what every 14 year old thinks is funny. Not just because it's like quite immature or any of that shit. It's just like technically, legally a joke, I guess. You've taken a thing and done the thing that you shouldn't do. Ha ha ha, you got them. It's also a shortcut to be... Being shocking is a shortcut to being funny, kind of. Because it makes people laugh nervously and I guess it's legally the same as making a funny joke. Yeah, it's just that like it lacks a self-awareness and it lacks like a wink and a nod or a commentary and instead like leans into like the most harmful aspects of the the thing that is supposed to be humorous. And the ultimate like worst shit in the world to me, the actual worst thing he did to me, uh not to me, the worst <laughs> okay. thing he did we'll in my perspective is uh he kind of normalizes a lot of like abusive behavior. You know, there's this thing about like him making all these really weird comments to his niece about puberty and about sex and stuff. And you could take that or leave it. Like he claims that like, that's just how our family is, whatever. But when you have a platform, you have to be mindful of like what sort of image you're giving to your audience. And also it's a pattern for him to like, sexualized children to the point where there's this horrible okay wait to the point where at vidcon he kissed a fan on the lips who was 12 years old which is unacceptable and then later that person came out and said like essentially i was groomed by the content of onision and like shane dawson because they normalized this behavior to me And it's like, it's not about whether or not Shane intended to do this, because I don't think that he intended to do it. And I believe, you know, his friends and other people who claim that he's a good guy and means well, the fact of the matter is that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is like, if there's harm on the other end of your content on a large scale where you should be accountable to your large audience, an apology that addresses minor things here and minor things there doesn't get at the, the, it's only going to feel hollow. Like kissing a 12 year old fan on the lips when you're 21 years old. Like, how did you think that was okay? Well, I, I would, I would, I would guess that making the kind of shit he's been making and kind of getting away with, I suppose, never being in trouble to the degree where it's actually disenfranchised or like destroyed his career yeah. would start to make you feel invincible. It's not yeah, the first time we've heard like, people do absurd shit, but especially in his case. The yeah. thing you mentioned about if you have a platform of that scale, you have a responsibility. To, and hey, yeah. you could ignore that responsibility, but then you're just as uh, culpable for getting shit on as a result. Yeah, you you're also, always culpable at the end of the day. You have double yeah. the responsibility if it's very obviously a demographic of children. Like yeah. if, you, exactly. if you have like a bar and you... 
like when people get into a fight you don't stop them and like you serve poison drinks and you're just like a shitty dirty mean bar that's really bad if underage kids come into that shitty dive bar you're in a whole new genre of shitty yeah i also want to say like content warning way late the content warning is for everything under the sun you know discussion of abuse of animals of people of you know essentially pedophilia even in a humorous context or or in an intended humorous context and racism um obviously so the worst thing from a content perspective oh he also exchanged gum with another fan and i'm like there's just too many yes men who was underage and it's like there's too many yes men in this there's too many parents who are complicit there's too many adults in the room shane included because he was an adult this entire time i think he's been an adult since he started his channel but that's beside the point. Okay, look, there's a comment here in the chat that I'm going to read. I don't like using it as, as an excuse, but it really was a different time. And a lot of people didn't really critically look at whatever fangirls were doing. People got away with a lot because people dismissed it as, oh, young fangirls are just so wild. It, it doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I don't know what, I don't know what the statement is there. I yeah. don't like it. So are, I, you, are you using it as an excuse? He's not using it as an excuse, but, but like the thing is, I was around. I was there during this time. This was not okay. I was watching YouTube. Do you think the Vlog Brothers were up to the shit? No. You know, it's like Michael Buckley, what the buck? He pushed the envelope. He got nowhere near this level of like nonsense. You know what I mean? Harvey Weinstein's like, accusations don't only go back to the point where it was bad. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like everything. Hollywood was a different time. It's like, no, that doesn't, there's no excuse. That's the thing. It like doesn't matter what the context was it's like look i'm sorry my mental health and my background and my whatever it was a different time i did shoot a person i did kill someone but like you have to understand that like we were all killing people back then it was the wild it's like no some people were killing people but it was never okay and i i strongly disagree with anyone who says that like this was okay at the time or this was understandable at the time not least of which because it castrates progress like, yeah. oh, it was a different time. Okay, so when do we, at what point did the, like the watershed ed on doing this despicable shit? Was it like 2009? Yeah. So after that, we can start being stressed out by things. But like, what what changes cultural standards aside from it always being a problem? If we then came yeah. to him and was like, hey, this is really fucked up. He'd be like, actually, we're currently in a different time. I haven't been yeah, canceled no- for this yet. So I don't think we're in the in the time where I should be yet. And like the fact that like the only... Thing that like like from a narrative perspective, the only thing that's true about it being a different time is th- there was a lack of awareness because YouTube was a smaller community and there was a lack of protecting. There was a lack of a dialogue, sort of as a world community and as a culture, in protecting people on the internet from abuse and different forms of abuse because it's like it's a new type of uh, of abuse in many ways, it, but it, in many other ways it's not and. Like also Francesca Ram, like D'Angelo points this out, like Francesca Ramsey and other creators were calling out Shane's content in like 2007 or 2008. Mm. Like it wasn't just like flying under the radar to that extent, but like the people with the platforms, the people who were enabling were not saying no. Like, and that's to me the problem. Like it's, it was consistently enabled and that is a product of the culture, but it doesn't excuse it doesn't excuse anything. I want to give a, a shout out to 
the oh, I don't know if they want me to say the name or not, but the person that brought that up in the chat is saying that they're using it more as an example, though I don't think that devalues what we're saying because it is. For sure. I have seen that statement literally fucking everywhere used as a very real excuse of the behavior. Uh, they also gave the insight or the, the interesting note that like there was no proper representation for those fangirls and that's correct. Yeah. The closest they would ever get is some kind of like cheeky semi-comedic like oh my god you did that with shane dawson that's so crazy or yeah uh, i mean to be completely fucking honest with you more often than not they'd get the lewinsky treatment they'd get the yeah. monica lewinsky treatment yeah for like, it's a great example oh my god you i can't believe you did that or you let that happen and yeah victim like blaming lewinsky is the obvious was, part yeah sexually abused by a man a very powerful man and we should say, I mean, I know maybe our demographic isn't old enough to know about that, but that's uh, uh, oh, Bill, I mean, Bill Clinton, Bill uh, Clinton, yeah. former U.S. President Bill Clinton sexually abused an intern, Monica Lewinsky. When that was found out, she was ostracized and her, she was her the bad guy. life was destroyed. Yeah. And, and like now she talks about bullying online. She talks, she uses her platform for so much good. And I think she deserves like a shout out. What up, Monica Lewinsky? Like, genuinely come on the pod, actually. I would love Genuinely to come her. on the pod. She also has a clapback game like no other. Like like on Twitter. She <laughs> yeah, will, she's out of control. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do agree. Okay, someone is saying that like with social media growing, it really is a different time. I agree that it's a different time now. And I agree that like we are having a dialogue about these things. It does not excuse past behavior. A lot about the time that we're in now is re like is looking back on like what we allowed in the past and like even if it's retroactive finding sort of justice and and, and sort of defending the people in the communities that were wrong do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so the other thing on this on the shane video that i'll say the last thing and it's the worst from a content perspective oh shit really? is a series uh like called Hey Miley, I think, or something. Millie, Millie, it's probably Millie and not Miley. With the Fine Brothers, BT dubs. So apparently, fuck the Fine Brothers. Just gotta say that. I, because well, that's not <laughs> So there's a series that the Fine Brothers and Shane Dawson made called Hey Millie. And it features Shane Dawson and a puppet who is supposed to be an eight-year-old girl named Millie. Already a problem. Because the joke with Hey Millie is that this fictional eight-year-old is saying outlandish, inappropriate shit. And the adults in the room are going, ha, 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 that's crazy. This has been a joke forever. Like, literally, Sadie's sister was on Mad TV as a child in a bit where she said something offensive. Like, she called somebody a bitch or something as a baby, as a kid. Sure. And it's like, ha, 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 the, the kids are doing funny stuff. But this is so fucked up when you just like look at it and you also know the audience mad tv's audience is adults right like and maybe it's like shitlord teenagers like us but like shane dawson's audience is children clearly the people who are going to his meet and greets are like 12 year old girls so like that's what we're working with here i feel like i'm doing a, a disservice by not bringing up the movie that the fine brothers directed a trashy piece of shit movie don't watch it it's boring and you don't you shouldn't put money in their pockets they've got plenty of money coming from other unethical places they made a movie called F the Prom. Pretty much it actually has a great commentary track on it and they did a summary video, pretty much it. YouTube, check it out. Unsubscribe from Jarvis, subscribe to them. You have a limited yep. resource, you, should, you need to do that. That entire movie is filled front to back with, quote, jokes about statutory rape. It's like a central it's it's there's constant people getting their like pants pulled down, always underage and making jokes about blah, blah, blah. blah. And then there's just straight up like, 
I kind of don't even want to repeat it. I, I will for context, but there's they're talking about the prom and the prom's on the way and there's a creepy lady teacher who's almost certainly a YouTuber because why else would that person get an acting gig in, in this kind of movie? <laughs> and she's just there like, enjoy the prom, everyone. And remember, it's only a statutory if you get caught. And it's like, Ugh. it's not A, it doesn't land like at all. The performance is bad. The timing is terrible. The like context doesn't really add up. The world is not yeah. as absurd as that joke is. It's kind of like the... Uh, like the South Park movie problem where it's like, eh, is this yeah. supposed to be a story or what, what's actually happening here? Yeah. That moment is so indicative of how something like that would happen because I don't care if Rafi and Benny, is that the name? Who knows? Uh, I don't know, man. Dumb and Dumber. I don't care if they don't care that it's fucked up and I don't care if they don't understand why it isn't funny. What I'm confused and like intellectually insulted by is the idea that they wouldn't see it's tactless. Like, like you can, yeah, yeah, think dumb shit, maybe even write dumb shit, but at the very least, from the most cynical way possible, as their like consultant, I would say, like, um, yikes, just like, even if I thought it was funny, I would just be like, don't put it in, don't put it in the movie, obviously. Like, oh, yeah, funny bit with that puppet, don't release it, obviously. You crazy? It's like, it gets worse and I just can't show it. I can't have you I can't have you watch it. I can't listen to it again myself. But it's like This is in D'Angelo's video. It's in D'Angelo's video. It's like at some point the puppet is not wearing clothes. So it's like, okay, well, it's an eight-year-old, so what are we doing here if that's the thing? And then there's also like sexual advances that the puppet is making towards Shane saying some like outlandish shit. And it's like, stop. Just stop. Think about what you're doing, about what you're saying, and about who you're saying it to. And no one is doing that. It's just like everyone's like, ha, 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 YouTube content. Um, I wanted to draw a comparison real quick because we're talking about this stuff and talk about the time. Oh, good. Good find. This is mine. So like, so like Bo Burnham, who we are both fans of, I think Bo Burnham is one of the like most inspirational artists to me in my creative life and also just like an incredible an incredible creator i say an artist that's put out put out what i would be comfortable dying after releasing yeah 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 yeah. and so like when he was 16 he started his youtube channel and he was famous for making inappropriate jokes in song but like i don't know what separates what what the difference is you know what i mean like one he's 16 so it is different Mm. it is different for a 16 year old also it's just that it's framed in a clear parody. I, funnily enough, we actually talked about, obviously, we talked about Bo Burnham on the super old Tyler May episode that we did because we talked yeah. about uh, his track, Kill Yourself, and like how how comfortable are we with that implication? Personally, I, I, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. issue with it for the reasons that I would, I'm about to highlight here. Uh, I am not the world's biggest fan of the icy cold take that you could do anything in comedy, bro, and if you stop yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. happening, well, I got to make the Joker, I guess. You know, like that yeah. kind of shit. yeah. Shut up. No, just think like critically. We're not destroying comedy. Comedy requires an audience. And if the audience isn't engaged, it's not the audience's fault. Fucking grow up. The big W that I think Bo Burnham grasps. And we should point out that Bo Burnham made Eighth Grade, which is literally a movie about... How old is like eight? Is Eighth Grade like 12? Uh, Eighth Grade is 13. Okay, so that is a movie about a 13-year-old girl that is produced with an awareness of how predatory yeah. the world can be yeah, and handles it like so elegantly. I, like, I know for a fact it was not 
exclusively him that that scripted up that yeah. stuff. He was very respectful of it. But well, something... he like he like paid attention to a lot of the young people. He watched a lot of like young people yeah. YouTube. LCK Fisher, uh, another who, not to brag, high follows quality me on Twitter. Twitter. Oh. Uh, Bullshit. Did you know this? No. She followed me on Twitter. Yeah. Why? So sh- shout out to LCK Fisher, the absolute homie, rock star. Can I great keep Twitter. saying come on the pod? I mean, yeah, we, we definitely have LC on the pod. I love but that. like, but like eighth this... grade specifically is a perfect example of how you can take challenging material and material that you may or may not be in a position to make things about, and you consult people who know what they're talking about, and you make sure that you're not making an unfair parody. The great thing about the way that Bo Burnham writes is that he's writing for a parody version of himself. Mm-hmm. The joke is the absurdity of the statement he's making and how dumb Bo, fictional Bo, or how silly fictional Bo is for making that joke. This it track- feels like it exists inside of a world that it has defined for yes. itself. Like where, like similarly to like Anthony Jesselnik, who makes even like more outlandish humor and that's his entire bit and he pushes i think he pushes the line of comedy like the furthest in terms of like what you can like what if you look at the transcript what he's literally saying it still feels different than like the Shane stuff i'm going to read these bo burnham lyrics because it can like look you know well, I'll read I'll read one that's like I'll read the beginning of the song. What's a pirate minus the ship? Just a creative homeless guy and an anteater plus a large hungry mutant ant, an ironic way to die. And what's domain, domain range? A kid with too much in his pants, two balls minus one, seven titles at the tour de France. The tour de France. Cancer. That's that's like a uh Oburnum, you know. Thing. It's like he's making fun of a lot of things. He's doing it in a... But there's also the upbeat construct of the song. And one of the, the reasons fact- his shows work so well is that he's quite he's taking you as the audience is handily saying do you want to come into my little house? My weird little house? And, and it's like, full of... You, don't you feel a bit bad for coming into my weird little house? And it's a pun. And it's like it's drawing the audience to like laugh at things that they shouldn't laugh at. Sure. And that's different than like... Shane, because there's no jokes with Shane stuff. It's like saying the shocking thing is a joke. To me, Bo is like working for the joke. And this is Bo as like a 16 to 18 year old. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So Younger it's like- Younger than Shane doing much more deplorable shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, here's here, now, now that I set up that, here's like maybe the worst. Well, here's two of the worst ones. And if Kim is half as old as Bobby, who is two years older than 12 year old Tori, for how many more 30 day months will the threesomes be considered statutory rape? And it's like- Ooh, a rape joke, mm. you know? And it's like, but in the construction of like a math problem and being drawn to that punchline, it serves a construct as a joke. And so it's like, whether or not it's appropriate or not is kind of not even the point I'm making. It is constructed as a joke. You have and no it, idea where he's going. That joke and then can only be served that way. Again, yeah, I don't. it doesn't crack me up. This is not like... Yeah, younger material is remarkable for being sixteen, but it's not the stuff that I really listen to. Yeah, when I was when I was sixteen and what like what listening to this, I sang along to this song. I clearly know all the lyrics to it or whatever, and it's like so I get it. And the refrains, I I do. Yeah, the lyrics are actually wrong here on Genius, and I'm correcting them. (laughs) Um, And then the worst the worst line is you know, and squaring numbers are just like women. If they're under thirteen, just do them in your head. Uh, And it's like you know, like. It's a joke where where it's like, once again, I can't 
sort of say the joke is okay because that's like for the viewer to understand or for the viewer to make their own conclusions. But the punchline of the joke isn't the expense of a young person. Sure. Essentially, like what this could be read as saying is, hey, Shane Dawson, if you are uh, thinking about making uh, a video where you're jerking off to a to an image of underage 13-year-old Willow Smith, maybe just do that in your head and don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's yeah. like there's even like- hey, Benny and even, Rafi, maybe take that line out. It's like even the 16-year-old Bo Burnham here is like, has enough self-awareness to know that like, to not go as far as Shane does. So you know? what's the, I mean, wrapping up, I mean, what is the final like chain nail coffin wise? Where are we at? Is my man's, so, uh, my man's officially buried straight in the dirt or what's going on? So someone said that it's always sunny joke, you know, like I think that, you know, you can have your opinion about it, but it is thoughtful in how it's presented. And if you look at the transcript of what the people are saying, sure, it looks bad, but watching it in context, it is clearly a joke and it is clearly making a commentary. And the butt of the joke is not- The butt of joke is mar- D. The marginalized the, party. Yeah. yeah, she is the joke. And and that's what upset me about the fact that Community, the episode Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which is one of the best episodes of Community, was taken off of Netflix due to the blackface thing. And it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? The, it's a commentary on blackface. Yeah. Like, you have Donald Glover and Yvette Nicole Brown commenting on it during it. And he's not even a black person. He's an elf. Right. Like it's the butt of the joke is Ken Jong not knowing where the line is, not knowing that it's inappropriate to do blackface under any context, even when he's not being a black person. You know what I mean? And like to take away that, like kind of loses community came out in 2009. Community came out in 2009, the same year that Shane Dawson was doing blackface and was making smart jokes about not doing blackface. Like that could have very easily been like, it's like, it's so. And I mean, in in both of these examples, the people doing it are the ones that are comedically out of touch. Yeah. Like, oh, like, sorry. Like, by which I mean, hilariously out of touch. They don't understand what it is that they've been doing wrong. And that's not because you can't make jokes about anything these days, bro. Got to go make the Joker. Bad movie. Don't believe. Otherwise, if you do, you probably need to like think more about the media you consume. Yeah. That's not the response to it. Your response needs to be. Hey, oh, I see. They're critiquing the behavior of those people and removing critiques of that behavior is kind of just like, oh, okay, so the only blackface material that could exist anywhere is people doing it sincerely? Like, yeah. Like Shane having a platform being able to do that even yeah, in the abstract built for so on, long. Built on blackface, yeah. The, the other thing is that like, people like to pretend that people weren't protesting or critiquing stuff at the time. Bo Burnham was uh, like boycotted and stuff. And he oh, yeah. was like, like people like protested him performing at their shows, even though he was like an 18 year old kid making these like off color jokes. So, and it's like, don't even get me started on Eminem who said a bunch of outlandish shit, even under the guise of a character where like he, you know, he's been protested and demonstrated against picket signs for his wicked rhymes. Look at the times. (laughs) What was that? 2003. It was a different times. 2003. And he was being picketed for homophobia. And Shane Dawson is doing fucking, like, and I say this, uh, I'm not trying to compare the plights sort of of the LGBTQ plus community and uh, of black people. I do not want to make that 
thing. But I just, I, 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 I want to draw it to like, we were in a time. Well, I mean, there's two types of this statement, right? And I know which one you're doing and I want to make it really clear to everyone. There's a statement of, it was a different time. So here were the things that were happening differently yeah. versus this was a different time. So excuse this thing over the other. This is, this is close to saying like, it was a different time, and that's why all the guys on Mad Men are horrible, sexist, and creeps. Right. Not, I'm, it was a different time, so leave Don Draper alone for being a weird, sexist creep. I'm just saying that, like, it was a different time should not stand up as a defense of Shane Dawson's behavior because we have, like, sort of comparable... I don't even think they're that comparable. I think that in any of the examples, Shane Dawson's behavior is far worse than anything, like... Well, I don't know. I can't, I don't want to compare them because it's like, it's tough. But I would say that like the artistry, there is artistry to Eminem's work. There's artistry to Bo Burnham's work. And I do not feel like Shane's stuff has that artistry. And thus it like, like you could write think pieces about Bo Burnham or Eminem, right? And like sort of try to tease apart what they've contributed to the culture and what they've taken away by propagating any harmful ideas. Less so for Bo Burnham because he like, after he was a teenager, he kind of got away from sure. that stuff. But the thing is that even six years before Shane Dawson would do an offensive thing that is offensive to everyone involved, except for children who don't know any better, and was protested uh, and demonstrated against uh, 12 years before you know, same-sex marriage would even be legalized in America. Like, if Shane Dawson's stuff had reached out more widely, no doubt he would have been, like, criticized. Now it's just coming to light because the eyeballs weren't... He's built an entire platform on this. And I think it's, like, appropriate to... Yeah, someone's saying it could possibly be because YouTube was so insular back then. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, I'm saying that, like, it was so insular back then, but he built a... He built a career on it. So I think it's fair game to criticize and to sort of hold accountable someone in a powerful position. Yeah, so, you don't yeah. You, you don't get to have the power and also the immunity of ignorance. That's, yeah. the, that's like ignorance and benefit of the doubt are the things you have to check at the door when you go into the influencer club. Yeah. Like once you once you are in a position of power and you have clout in any uh, career, but let's like you know keep it in circle with with yeah specifically creators and content yeah. producers. There's a tax on being that, and the tax is you have to be more responsible than most people do with those kind of statements. You, it's a little bit like how if you have thirty grand in the bank, you don't get to gripe about being broke. It can be cathartic to gripe about being broke, but once you have that 30 grand in the bank, sorry, you just, you, that's the thing you don't get anymore. That's the yeah. trade off. And you're like the you theoretical 30 grand in the bank kind of person. It's like, like Palmer, I, you know, I wish you the best. I only want you to enjoy all the good things you can in the world. But that is yeah. the one thing you miss out on in the trade is that you get to have 30 grand in the bank. This yeah. is just like that. You you can feign ignorance all you want. You can pull back and you can say that, well, I, J.K. Rowling, am just uh, I'm allowed just like anybody else to hold an opinion and then also decry the the issues with cancel culture. Cancel culture isn't like some fucking amorphal, amorphous magical like presence yeah. floating all around us. Oh my god! It's look out, everyone! It's the disease of cancel culture. We have to find. Yeah. We have to run away from it. It's yeah. just all cancel culture is is people's reaction to shit you did. 
Yeah. When you say you want rid of cancel culture, what you're saying is, I don't want people to react this way to the thing that's happening. That's not a thing you can do. That's not a power yeah. that you or anybody else has. And the idea that we could say to, you know, in Shane's case, well, you know, Shane didn't understand this. It was a different time. And also, you know, they were coming up. And, and I would even critique Bo Burnham. I, I don't have as any kind of hot takes about it, so I have nothing to say. But if somebody were yeah. to critique Bo Burnham about the same stuff, his age would be a factor. I think there's a good faith argument to be made there. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is like, not excusing any of it, it's just on its face objectionable behavior. Yeah. And we've and, uh, people have actually yeah. thrown out, uh, I know, like a ton of other comparisons. Tyler the Creator, Joji. Uh, yeah. It, Filthy Frank. Fil- Filthy, Filthy Frank Frank's whole Joji. thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. also, like, nobody knows anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's funny. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are very surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, Filthy Frank yeah. was so... Again, you can challenge things like that if you want. And this 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 itches an instinct that I have that I don't know how comfortable I am. I'm not even sure if I agree with it, but I wanted to throw yeah. it to you to see whether or not you're on roughly the same page. Sure. There is a part of me that does value how funny it is. And it's not because, well, if it's funny, I can ignore the problematic part of it. What it is is if a joke, a track, or whatever is really well constructed, there is a small part of Jordan that's able to say to himself, well... In order to make a really good joke, you do have to think critically. And I'm willing yeah. to bet this person gets it. Like, Jezelnik right. is a great example. Like, yeah. I don't, when I hear Jezelnik make a joke about X or Y, I don't go, well, that's got to be close to his real personal beliefs. It's so deliberately right. absurd and well put together. I'm like, nobody that, that thinks like that and puts things together with that level of intricacy just did it randomly there's just no way or even something like south park you know like yeah. it's just like a lot of thought goes into even though the stuff being said is like objectionable in a lot of different ways like i think there is value and i also don't know where i stand on this but i do think that there's value in the work that was put in like for example like when i like if i make a video shitting on five minute crafts or or shitting on j station like i don't shit on just anybody and I shit on J Station because there's a subtext to what I'm making fun of. And like, you may look at a very simple joke of me just like saying J Station like sounds stupid or does something stupid or whatever. But what I'm actually doing is punching down at like J Station's premise of his video that homophobia is funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I guess for me, it's like, I always think about how, what my commentary means, what it means for me to comment on this thing similar to what's like, the end goal and what's the the damage it could do and is that a concern yeah uh, there is like a sh- cody co is not a cyber bully yeah i think we can say that exactly. with some authority but if you want to pick and choose literally what it is that he's doing yeah yeah he did identify somebody online and said funny things about them that could be considered mean but to just give those pieces, that's not a court case, baby. That is that is way too selective. That's way too contextual. Yeah. If I went through your video, any of the videos where I suppose people could categorize it that way because most people are very stupid, I could very comfortably put together like a little blurb, single paragraph, this is why Jarvis canceled Jarvis Johnson party, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But on closer inspection, no, 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 no. You, clo- you more closely inspect any of the Shane Dawson shit doesn't re- doesn't fix it doesn't resolve it 
doesn't like yeah. absolve him of all the shit. All it does is like maybe make it worse in a lot of cases. It's like, yeah. oh, Shane did that that pretty bad stuff. What about his other content? Oh, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think that you know to blame YouTube a little bit too. I think that YouTube is somewhat complicit because of like their their view on the types of content that they are willing to take a stand against versus not. You know, mm. Shane had his past for the entirety of his past, and yet YouTube kind of co-signed him for a lot of the way. He's recently been suspended from his ads. It's a little bit of a golden parachute for Shane Dawson to answer the earlier question that you were saying about like, where do we land right now? And it's like, YouTube has had this like very laissez-faire, very hands-off perspective on the content on its platform, unless it gets into like actively dangering someone in terms of violence or what have you. But when it comes to these more insidious ways that people harm, like any one of fucking JStation's videos, somehow like it takes for JStation to get arrested for his YouTube channel to go away. And it's like, that's not, his channel should have gone away a long time ago because all one person has to do is look at what he's doing and say buying slaves off the dark web isn't someone that deserves to have a platform, you know? Like, and the idea, like, kind of obfuscating that responsibility, like there's some kind of ironclad law as to what should be done is frankly fucking pathetic. Like the, the idea that, well, we don't have to kick them off the platform, so it can't be that bad. And the thing is, is that if you're not kicking them off the platform, Twitter obviously has plenty of issues in the same realm. If you don't kick a neo-Nazi off the platform, what you implicitly say is that it's okay to be a neo-Nazi. You yeah. can you can throw smoke, you can throw bombs just as much as you want to block the fact that you're doing that. You could say, yeah. well, nope, Your Honor, I, I plead the fifth. I wasn't involved at all. Like, yeah. Ah, yep. Well, you didn't you didn't defuse the bomb, did you? And it's, I think you didn't yeah. do the thing, but you didn't stop the thing when you had absolute power to do so. It's just embarrassing. And hiding yeah. behind the corporate scale, too, is a big part of that. Like, oh, we're, we're YouTube. We're just a big robot. I feel like morally responsible knowing what I know now about Shane's content to tell other people who may not know what has transpired in the past. Because I'm not thinking about if I had seen D'Angelo's video when you know, when I first followed Shane Dawson on, on Twitter or something, I wouldn't have followed him on Twitter. And I would have constantly been asking, why are we supporting this man? Kind of like how it's like, why are we supporting Chris Brown? We know he beat Rihanna and he's not demonstrated that he's gotten better as a person. He's consistently displayed aggressive behavior towards women. And, uh, and yet he's continued to be co-signed by all of the biggest people in the music industry. Uh, and so it's like, what do you mean? Cancel culture, like, it's like, wh where's the cancel culture for Chris Brown? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, because he's cute. Have you seen how his stands defend him? It's like, yeah. he's so attractive. I wish he did that to me is literally a, like something that they say. And it's absurd and it's not okay. And I think that like, we need to sort of be mindful of like who we're propping up with this sort of behavior. And Shane, like, I, it's like, I want him to be better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think his platform's going away. I think that like, by no means is Shane Dawson going to lose his entire audience and his entire income. Instead, he is hopefully going to learn from this experience and move forward in a cleaner way, you know, like having addressed this stuff and knowing like he's not going to lose his livelihood. So I don't think that we should worry about holding him accountable for his past actions because nor do it's not also fuck off with that. Shit. I'm so sick of, well, don't destroy a man's job. Yeah. Fucking sorry. Excuse you. Yeah. What? That's not. Yeah. 
that's it's just like when COVID hit and all of a sudden everybody was like, well, but you know, if you can't pay rent, you're you're screwing over your landlord. You know, I think it's funny. Um, I again, yeah, I've been asleep for a couple of weeks, but uh, what's J.K. doing? Oh, J.K. Rowling, man. I wish it was only a couple of weeks. Jesus, it's been like that's like the most <laughs> absurd number of years. That's the most absurd thing to me. And we can make make a whole episode about this, but like the fact that J.K. Rowling is like doubling down and is being like, this is the problem that we need to address right now. I can't yeah. say that the outlandish shit that I want to say, and people are people are challenging it. That's not. I should be allowed to use the world's largest platform to say whatever I want to say, and it should be completely unchallenged. They shouldn't, they shouldn't challenge that. I can, I can say what I want with my position of power, and I can put other people in jeopardy. I don't, physical jeopardy is a huge part of it. What she's probably thinking is like, yeah, I can get some, uh, some trans people harassed on Twitter by yeah. clapping back with a super weak take at them. But then if somebody's saying something to mean to me online, hold on, that's abuse. I'm afraid. Yeah. That's not fair. It's... Privilege breaks your brain, baby. Yeah. It just does. It snaps the way that you think. If you're famous and powerful for too long, you start to... It's been. It's probably been literally years since something happened to J.K. Rowling that she didn't like. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah It's probably yeah. literally been the best part of a decade, with the exception of, like, Fantastic Beasts coming out and nobody liking it. Nothing has ever happened to her for years that she didn't want or was fine with. So it's all of a sudden, you come along and you're like, Give them a little little shove. You tap somebody on the side that's never felt pain before. You pinch them one time. They're going to think you're trying to kill them. Like the, yeah. the perspective is so warped. And that's a lot a lot of Shane and Chris Brown stands seem to be yeah, going. Yeah, I mean, Jake Paul, who's like, uh, I'm being silenced by YouTube. And it's like, homie, these are the consequences of the platform that you built. But I don't like it. I just think it's important for, you know, 10 years from now, when Shane is still making content, for people to know his past before they become a fan of him so that they can move forward with a clear conscience. And also hopefully he's sort of gotten his shit together. And that's all we want because this platform's not going to go away. It's like Jake Paul. I don't, your platform's not going to go away. I just want you to be better and to I, acknowledge your, your past. Platform is there. Like I would love nothing more than for him to make a effective and sincere apology, not just because it would, stop hurting the people that he's hurt and stop upsetting the people that he's upset. But think about that Stan base now. Now you've just taken an army of people refusing to listen to logic and refusing to grow. Yeah. Refusing to listen to Bobby Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Tarantino. And now you've like weaponized them in a good way. If they're yeah. going to irrationally follow anything you say they should believe, yeah. then say that they should believe that you shouldn't mock children yeah and shouldn't do some pretty fucking heinous shit in yeah. public with the guise of being famous like the it, it would be so good for shane to come out and talk about what he's done and talk about why it's bad so that he can demonstrate that for his followers because him just apologizing in people being like i accept your apology all of which are like teeny boppers you know who like don't really know the extent of what he's done it's like going to make him feel good and like he's off scot-free or whatever, but doesn't actually serve to address the problem. So with that, we should end the show, but we should end it on a positive note. I think that I want to thank uh, you, Jordan, for engaging in this topic with me and talking to me on a sunny Sunday and just being a good old boy. Thanks, man. I want to thank the people who are tuning in on twitch.tv slash Pod for keeping us company. Which and you too could do. You. And I am pointing into the ears of the podcast listener. Yeah. You too could tune in. We do it on Sundays. Every single Sunday at noon 
perhaps we're five years in the future and Sundays don't even exist anymore or whatever, but you, you check the Instagram, Sad Boys Pod uh, on Instagram, the Twitter, Sad Boys Pod on Twitter. We'll tell you when to come listen. Shout out to uh, the people in the chat who do not know who we are and just got recommended us via the Twitch algorithm. That's pretty cool. Ideal. That's um, great. Like LeBron TTM just got recommended in Twitch and he said, I really like this pod I'm following now. So that's cool. What an, orga- yeah. an organic follower. Cool. Thank um, you, Brian. So... We end every episode of Sad Boys with a particular phrase. We love you. And we're sorry. Follow us on at Sad Boys Pod on every social media. Follow Jordan at Jordan Adika. Follow me at Jarvis everywhere. I know it's my first name. It's kind of cool. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. See you later, everybody. Love All right. See everybody. Love you. My name is Jeff. Yeah.